0: Hello, podcast listeners. It's the last few days of January 2023. It is Gregory Rutschik on first marathon. Well, it's kind of a chilly Los Angeles day. Uh, we have what I would call cumulonimbus clouds, big rain clouds, heavy in the sky. Kind of unusual. Last night in LA, these dark gray clouds rolled in and it rained through the night. Uh, Was it forecasted? Not to the extent. So, where are we? We are on our way back uh, on our famous happy eight mile loop. Doing well, feeling good. Uh, A very different month Then, well, maybe for you too, any month in our lives. 2023, who could imagine? But on top of that, I started a Tuesday, Thursday routine, which is weights and yoga. So I'm entering my third week of that. You know, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but it's pretty good. Tomorrow will be a little bit of a modified, I think, as we'll have a guitar lesson somewhere squished in between. And we are in a new world. What does that do for running? Well, interestingly enough, today I feel pretty strong. Um, Two days ago, though, I ran, I felt very tight. Two days ago would be Saturday. I just ran about five miles. heavy tight I hadn't run the prior day I had run on Thursday I think I don't remember but the point is is I felt that who the heck knows is it the weights and the yoga that's making me feel so tight and heavy and again I'm sorry if this is not great audio but it should be okay I am running right now. So what does that mean? Well, I think we first have to kind of look at our today and what we're looking at. March 4th, LA Marathon. Probably gonna do a start and we'll run home. That's 15 miles. Um, Let's see if we can't do that strong, confident, and proud. Working backwards from that, we're approximately not much more than a month. We're going to have to have slightly longer than an eight um, under our belt as our long run. But we'll probably get a 10, maybe maybe a 12 in, you know. Most importantly, though, I think what I'm working with now is consistency in terms of uh, pace, relaxing the breath, been a little bit too high in my energy and not as grounded. Is it coffee? Is that second cup of caffeine just a knee-jerk reaction and pouring it in and drinking it? I really need it. I felt, maybe because of my own You know, place where I am now that I am a little bit too elevated. So that's going to need some attention. The weight work is core work. I'm starting on the floor doing things like clamshells and band work, kind of bleak across the body band work. I'm doing sit ups, but I would more consider them like V sits where I'm holding a ball or weight, arms straight, going up behind my body, you know I'm lying down so it 's over my head, touching the ball, maybe to the floor or close, keeping my arms locked out, lifting my legs up straight feet as if I 'm pushing the wall in front of me and doing that at different uh slightly different angles because of the different ab muscles in the core the oblique i'm doing using a band under my feet and doing kind of wood chops as if i'm swinging the axe across my body into the air i could do that standing i don't know the difference. I'm no, oh, I guess maybe the difference is I'm not using my hips so much. And maybe that's something I should look at. Yeah, because if I was standing and doing wood block cutting with the band, I would be really shooting my hips forward, and my hips would be the origin. I'll we'll have to look at that. Uh lunges. Um, you know, pull-ups, push-ups. Push-ups are an interesting exercise, as are planks. I think two places that I'm paying close attention to because of the role of the core are the hips and, of course, the shoulder blades. And not on the push-ups, say if I do 40, not use momentum of dropping my hips, but to keep my hips or more importantly, keeping my pelvic floor tight or engaged, rather, so that my pelvis and hips aren't just dropping and then being raised, you know, like using like a momentum push-up, which is not really helpful. Um, Yoga has been a true, not surprise, I've been there before. But it's kind of almost like a, you know, to use the cliche, kind of like a coming home. And I'm not suggesting for you, runner, that you need to do yoga or weights. And in fact, I remind you of many times that I've said that there are many schools of thought, one of which is be a better runner. You just need to run. But the other school of thought contains every other possibility. And since my mind and body, and maybe even my soul, needed something differently, different, yoga that I'm doing is, it's a hard, slow Ashtanga, taught by a teacher who was the one of the advanced Ashtanga teachers. Now Ashtanga, I'm not gonna explain Ashtanga because I wouldn't get it right. So I'm gonna try to describe a little bit Number one, we're talking about planting the feet firmly on the floor so your toes are wide. You're really engaging first your toes and then your arch, almost as if your feet are grabbing the floor, the mat, and bringing the earth up the center line. One way to test this notion is to put a block between your thighs you know above your knees and as you stand see whether or not you are able to almost sense the movement upwards of the block this is i'm sure good for all of the innards you know the pelvic floor all the different names of the muscles, I don't know. I think there's psoas muscle. And um, the other thing is, of course, the hands. So one of the common poses in yoga is Downward Dog. Hello. And I think a lot of people understand what Downward Dog looks like Your Hands are planted in front of you on the floor. And your feet, um, you will be on your toes initially your butt is kind of almost up, almost like a wedge. And the idea is, is in a perfect world, your hands are straight out on the floor, and your feet and heels are, you know, in someone's ideal, flat, feels flat on the floor. But in fact, let's start with what real goal is. Plant your hands so that your thumb and your index fingers are really grounded and make sure that the webbing of your hands are really almost pushing down into the mat. Well, it's kind of hard to do uh, in general, but hard to do if you're out out of the gate. So you have to bend your knees in order to get your hands flat on the floor. Sometimes you have to bend your hands, your elbows, but the first goal, like your feet, is to have your hands planted high, flat on the ground, and that the energy, almost like your, you know, your arms are like your legs, goes down the center line of your arms, or the inner line, you know, like your inner thighs, down to the webbing of your thumb and your finger, and really, stretches your shoulders your spine and then with your knees bent as much as necessary even frankly you could have your knees on the floor and then of course it becomes something called child's pose which is one of the nicest ways to release and stretch out your spine i highly encourage that so yoga for me is really all about This primary notion of toes, the arches, the fingers spread, hand, palm, and web, shoulders, shoulder blades down, hands above shoulders, sorry, shoulders above hands, knees above ankles, which is very important in the world of movement, whether it's running or walking and then you add just to that basic concept this concept of breathing. Naturally breathing means that you're unconsciously bringing in air and forcing out carbon dioxide not carbon monoxide and Your yoga practice has a more intentional breathing, which could be a developmental process almost, where you breathe through your nose in Ashtanga and you think of the back of your throat as 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 a valve. So when you inhale, instead of your ear just sucking it in really fast, Down into your lungs through your nose you're kind of tightening your glottal region your throat a little and then as you breathe out you're also slowly through your nose using that valve and in the Ashtanga world for whatever reason I don't remember it's a five breath you're often holding going inhale exhale five times in one of the postures. So if you do nothing as a runner, in terms of yoga, think only of standing with your feet planted on the ground, ankles almost touching, your toes wide, your arches raised, almost like your center line is sucking up the ground, you know, like you're pulling your toes, your heels towards each other. And you just keep your hands to your side, palms open, wrists at your side, your shoulders relaxed. And you inhale through your nose, slowly out through your nose, five times. A couple cycles with that. That's yoga. That is yoga. That is the benefit of yoga. All the other stuff is just more of the same to go deeper and deeper to ultimately relax your breath so that by the time you're like at mile 11 when we sorry at, at minute 11 when we're running you know that i've talked about after the first mile or so your body is now running its system relaxed shoulders are relaxed running mine is less concerned about any physical sensation you don't have to hold on to any particular thought you're just gonna float in the zone of movement and joy you run this is gregory rutchik first marathon i can be reached at g-a-r-u-t-c-h You can text me your questions. I love hearing about your training problems, goals, questions. 650-224-2621. Have a wonderful last day or so of January, wherever you are. And one last thing. P.S. You know how people say, set your intention? How about this? What do you want today? Today's going to end. Today is going to end. What do you want most today? If you want something from someone else, someone to call you, someone to give you work, someone to tell you they love you, someone to apologize, I'm going to say something rather stark. Write those things down and tear it up because we have no control over any of those things. What do you want today today? What is your intention for today that you do for yourself, so that when you let rest your eyes at the end of today, you say to yourself, "I got you." Bye.